Last session, the kids completed their first mystery, the mystery of the hanging garden. After seeing some flyers and hearing some kids talking about missing local pets in the Engelbrecht Orchard area, the kids explored the woods nearby to discover a pair of velociraptors on the loose. Narrowly escaping the dangerous dinos, the kids discovered an old barn with an incubator and a bunch of miscellaneous electronic and scientific equipment that led them to believe that someone was creating these creatures. Investigating the nearby cabin, the kids stumbled in into the mad scientist behind the project who chased them off with a shotgun, but never getting a good look at any of them. The kids returned the following day to learn a little bit more, but discovered that the raptors had been trapped back in the barn, but the scientist had received mortal wounds in the process of corralling the beasts. A little background was gleaned at the site, but there were still some un unanswered questions. The girls grabbed as much info from the cabin as they could, while the guys made the decision to burn the barn down with the raptors inside. The girls, however, did discover a nest of eggs in the nearby forest, and we have actually yet to determine what happened to those precious little gems. Uh, so I'll let you guys kind of fill me in on, on what you did with that. Uh, but once you were able to return home, I'm assuming that the girls went about sorting through all the paperwork that you salvaged from the cat, the cabin. Um, and Gemma, uh, likely being the, uh, astute, uh, student that she is probably, uh, is, will have done or is going to do some more research on, uh, on the stuff that you guys found there. Um, I think Shay, uh, your plan was to, once everything was kind of wrapped up, return home, uh, that, that night, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Jack, I'm assuming that, that after, uh, after you set it on fire, <laughs> you, uh, drop the girls off and then head back to your home as well, correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I had to get the... I had to get the punker conker back and then also did I notice the eggs? Well, that's the thing. Ladies, what did you do with the eggs? Yeah, let's, go, let's go back to that. Yeah, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> so how many eggs are there? Three. Three? How big are they? Like ostrich eggs? Yeah, size? like ostrich size, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gemma, what do you think about this? Are these dinosaur eggs? Well, they're bigger than duck eggs because I've seen duck eggs and duck eggs are definitely not this size. <laughs> I'll bet that they're dinosaur eggs. They're definitely bigger than any eggs you've seen before other than, you know, like maybe at the zoo and, and you know, maybe getting a good look at an ostrich egg. I mean, they're almost exactly the same size as an ostrich egg, uh, but they do have kind of like brownish spots uh, on them. Maybe a little bit of blue spots here and there too. Oh, look at the spots. They're so pretty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have to keep them. Keep them? We have to, we have to <laughs> save them. What the heck are we going to do with dinosaur eggs i don't know 
Um, but there aren't any, there aren't any other in the world. We have to save this. It's like a discovery or something. There's probably someone in the science department that we can talk to. What? So you think we should take them? Well, what if we just leave them here? Like, what's going to happen? Well, first of all, if the guys discover them, they're going to stomp them and destroy them because they've already destroyed the last dinosaur alive. <laughs> so they weren't supposed to do that. I agree. I bet they did. Angry about that. <laughs> I'm still very angry about that. All right. We have to take them. We have to take them and protect them and raise them like our own. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> She's, you're going to find her sitting on them somewhere, <laughs> incubating. Oh, yeah. All right. So I guess I have a box with paperwork, like a cardboard, you know, like a, I don't know what those are called, file boxes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make room in there and put them in there. Put the lid on it before the guys find us. I don't think we should tell them at all. No. No, they'll kill them. They're trying to hide their, you know, hide their tracks. Okay. Oh, I know what we're going to do with these. All right. So, so you... they, they get back to the truck and then I get back to the truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, can I roll a die for notice? What's there to notice? They've got the boxes that they took with them. That's true. That yeah. is true. That's true. Nothing out of the ordinary. I don't notice that they're acting awkward. Um, ladies, you can, since he is, since he's kind of asking that question. Uh, you can roll a uh, heart charm. If I have real dice, how many <laughs> dice would I have to roll to make that happen? Let's see. For you, or or if you want me to roll for you, I can do that. Would that just be easier? What'd you say, Christy? That's also an option. All right. Let me just see what we get here. I've got a bunch of dice. Oh, hold on. Can't see that. It says you're still upset. We gotta take. Oh well, no, you would be still upset because we're still in that time period. So yeah, that's gonna be a minus one die for you. Okay, so Shay got a success. Uh, Gemma failed. Um, so, Jack, if you want to roll a... I think Jack should just ask her why she's acting so weird and see what she has to say. Yeah, my, mind empathize. <laughs> and, and then he can ask. Okay. <laughs> he got a success. Okay. 
At what point do I have to say I'm going to use my luck and roll again? Um, you can do that now if you want. Okay. Or if you want to wait until he asks you the question, you can do that as well. Okay, okay. I'll do that. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. All right. So, Andy. So you guys got everything out of the cabin you guys wanted? Except the dinosaurs. Well, we had no choice. We had to get rid of the dinosaurs. That was that would been catastrophic had they gotten back out again. But you, so you got everything out as far as the plans and everything. You didn't plan on like you didn't run across anything else. You took everything you needed. Whatever killer. Well, look. Despite what you think I am, I know that if my brother was here, he would he would be he would back me hundred percent. Because when you have dangerous animals on the farm, you have to put them down, and that's what we had was we had two dangerous animals. And I know scientifically they they were important, but they could not be left alive because we had no way of wrangling the lost raptors, and we don't know who we could trust with them either. Do you hear that noise, Shay? Sirens. No, I don't hear. I don't hear anything. Girls, come on! You, All right. You, you do hear sirens, and and you do see smoke billowing off in the distance. <laughs> we we've got we've got to get out of here. So just put the stuff in the truck here. Let me take that box from you, and you guys <laughs> you get son in. Of a bitch. <laughs> no, I got it. Right. I mean, seriously, right. I'll take it. Right. I will take the box. I don't need you guys get in the truck. Oh, I will take the box and I'll put it in the front seat with this. You guys climb in the back. I do not need help. We got to get out of here. I want to be a boy. So okay. I climb in the back with the box of turds. Well, we can't, we can't put them in the back. All the paper is going to fly out. Start the freaking truck. We got to go. They're going to be after us. They're going to know we've done something. Here, put the boxes up front and I'll get in and start it. You guys climb in the back. We got to get out of here. You guys are delaying, not me. Okay, so I hop out of the truck. Um, I get my skateboard. I get on my skateboard and I just start rolling down the road with this box. With the box. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm taking this fucking box. All right, I get in the truck and I, I pull up next to her, and ho- uh, hopefully, uh, um, oh gosh, hold on, Christy's character, I can't think of her, Gemma. Hopefully, Gemma's in the truck, so I'm not looking. Uh, but I pull up next to her, I'm like, Shay, get in the truck. I will, let's, let's just get out of here. Okay, you're getting the back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> third. Damn, I almost had it. <laughs> Bye. All right, so we're back. We go back and drop everything off at headquarters, and then I take her by home. And next day, I think you should take me home first. I need to get home. Okay. Who who is taking the box? Uh, is Jim taking the box? I'll take it and hide it. In my I house. thought we we're taking it. I thought we we're taking it back to headquarters. That's we what we agreed just, last game. We did not agree on that. You weren't there when we talked about what we were doing. <laughs> Could have swore. Okay. <laughs> I 
That's fine. Okay, so Shay's got the box with the eggs. Um, Gemma has some of the other paperwork, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there may be some paperwork in Shay's box, and I'll, I'll just wait for a sign, I guess, as to whether she's going to take the box and get away from Jack. Okay. Or if, if I'm going to come with my box, too, and we'll sort through everything. Gotcha. We can put, Gemma, we can put all the papers in my attic if you want. Okay. Sounds good. So Jack, well, will you drop us off? So they're nice and hidden. No one will discover them. Okay. Bye, I Jack. Gotcha. Bye. <laughs> okay, so Jack, you're going to your house. The two yep. ladies are at their individual homes then for the night. I think she, I think uh, Gemma could come to my house for a bit if she wants to. She might want to just go home though. I don't know. Yeah, I'll come. I want to make sure that the eggs get taken care of like we have a plan. But also, if I'm invited to spend the night, I would spend the night if my mom will let me. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Well, you guys get two Shays. Uh, and it's a Saturday, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what we had said. And it's in the afternoon at this point. Uh, if you recall, it was around about noon or so, I think, that you had seen the little red balloon that uh, had, had flown. So afternoon at this point. Um, getting maybe a little bit closer to dinner time, probably, uh, right now. And your dad... Uh, Shay is is home, uh, and he's watching TV in the living room when you guys come in, uh, and he spots you over the shoulder, and he said, oh, well, you're home early on a Saturday. Uh, yeah, we just had to, uh, we're working on a project for school, so. Oh, uh, this is... I, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, sweetie. Gemma. Oh, Gemma. Right, right. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hi, Mr. Shay's dad. <laughs> Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> Shay's dad. Um, well, are you guys going to be around for a while? I was uh, thinking about putting dinner in here in a little bit. Uh, uh sure. Come on, Gemma. Let's let's go to my room. Okay. Awkward parental interaction. <laughs> <laughs> that felt so real, though. Oh my god! So I feel dirty now. <laughs> he like a disclaimer at the bottom. You may experience awkward parental interaction in this episode. <laughs> Now, all of you have at least one condition, if not more. Uh, so if you want to spend a little bit of time either A, helping each other out or going to an anchor uh, to heal those uh, conditions, you can do that. Now, you can heal each other's condition um, by doing a, I think it's a heart 
lead, I believe. That just sounds dirty. Um, yes, I am, I'm going to go and talk to my Mima. Okay. That should that should get rid of my conditions. Because sure. con- conditions automatically reset with the next... Te- technically, right. technically okay. yes, but since we're kind of in an interlude because we're missing two people right now, gotcha. uh, this this will be a good way to kind of role play that and and actually you know get them healed. Okay. And that affects our roles, so mine's mm-hmm. not marked anymore. I I went through and I and I changed everybody's because I was expecting that we were just moving on to the next one, uh, but you did have uh, I think a couple if I remember correctly. Um, so since Jack is going to his Mimaws, I'll go ahead and tackle that first, if that's okay, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you show up at, at Mima's house, uh, and she probably lives not too far from the farm, uh, I would imagine. I was going to say, she probably lives just in the, like, parents live in the front, Mima lives in the back. Okay, yeah. Same house, or... Just a, no, I think like a I think uh, yeah, I think it's all one property. Okay, but, a farm property, mm-hmm. but but a different house than where you actually physically yeah. live, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe theirs is the original farmhouse, and then they ended up building this for your mom and dad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you park the the clunker off in the field or uh, or wherever it is you guys store that, uh, and. Head over to Mima's, uh, and she is. It's afternoon, late afternoon at the point by the time that you get there, uh, and she is sitting in her rocking chair, uh, watching Sanford and Son. I would have, I would have thought it'd been more yeehaw. <laughs> hee-haw. Hee-haw, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway hey this uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon certainly could have been uh, oh yeah it could have been Sanford and Son uh, <laughs> hey Mimo. oh Jack I didn't hear you come in how are you sweetie I'm doing alright I'm doing alright hey what, did you fix anything good to eat today oh well I got some brownies uh, off in the kitchen there uh, oh. they're might be a little bit cool. It's been been a little while since I put them in, but uh, you, you can help yourself there. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thanks, me, Mom. I'm starving. I'm just watching my stories here. Yep. Yep. And uh, so do you want one? Do you want me to bring you one? Oh, I shouldn't, but okay. If All right. If you'll twist my arm, I'll have one with you. Do you want some milk with it? Well, of course. What's a brownie without milk? All right. All right, so go in and get them. Bring them back out. So what, did, what, what have you been up to this weekend? Oh, just, you know, running around, um, you know, doing different things in the city. We did a little, we did a little hiking earlier, uh, running through the woods and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Now, real quick, out of character here. Um, do you remember what some of your conditions were that you might have taken? I think I was all the way up to exhausted. Um, so did you, did you have like 
any others or just exa- exhausted? Oh, I think I think it was like started upset and then went scared and then and exhausted. exhausted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I think both Corey and I were exhausted and I think maybe even Shay, if I remember right. Okay. So yeah. um, she, as your anchor, uh, will help to heal those. But in order to do that, uh, technically, you need to kind of role play some of that out. So I'll kind of pitch to you as Mima. Okay. Honey, you look so tired. What you 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 just look exhausted. Are are you all right? Yeah, we like I said, we just had a an interesting night where you know, we we were running through the woods, we thought we heard some things, saw some things, and we kind of we kind of got scared and so we took off running some more. Uh so we've done a lot of running. Uh at the same time, we, you know, ran into the scary guy. Uh, but you know, he, he didn't hurt us or anything, but it was just one of those situations where he, he's a, he's a little scary. And then he had these, uh, we'll just say two animals on this property. They were really scary. Uh, again, didn't get hurt, but, uh, it was just something that we, um, had not experienced for, you know, for a while, at least it's kind of like that, kind of like that time when, when our, when cousin, uh, Jim, he, you know, he came across that bear in the woods. Well, it, it's something like that. Well, were you, you said that you were, were you on somebody's property? Oh, it was accidental. We were, we were by Pigeon Creek and we just happened to cross on the line. And then, you know, the guy let us know. And so oh, yes. Well, you've got to be careful. You know what I said about running through people's yards. You just can't be running through people's yards. People are very protective of their homes and their property. Yeah, so you, yeah. You, when you're out gallivanting around, you boys need to be careful out there. Don't don't trespass on other people's property. People don't like that. No. Well, we we you know we try not to. We try to be good boys or me mop. It's yeah, you know, like I said, if there was nothing, there was no fence or anything that we crossed through. It was just kind of open. You didn't get um, bit or anything, did you? You said he had some animals. Yeah, no, no, uh, we didn't get bit. No, it was it was okay, and I take a brownie and just kind of shove it in my mouth. And <laughs> well, you go get you another brownie in there. It sounds like you've had a, had a rough night. Uh, I sure will. And, and meanwhile, I do have a question. Mm. If if you knew that something just wasn't right, would you report it? Do you trust people enough to report something wrong, or would you just kind of? keep it a secret and let it go well i suppose it means it it really depends on what you're talking about is well do you do you trust the big industry that's in town that has all the you know that has the big factory and stuff like that do you do you trust them no the right thing no so much has changed i don't even recognize the city anymore it's not the city that I grew up in. There's just too much technology that I just don't understand. I just I sit here with my black and white TV, and that's all I need. No, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought, Nemo. I I kind of think the same way as you. That I don't know the city very much, but it you know not as not as 
as you remember it, but I just don't necessarily trust those that I see around me sometimes. Well, I sure do appreciate your company. And you know, you can come to me anytime that you have any trouble. Now, let me get you another glass of milk. I'm going to get you some milk. She All gets right. up uh, and she totters off into the kitchen. Uh, you hear the refrigerator door open uh, and she's pouring the milk and then you hear a glass break. In hey, the kitchen. Oh, oh, it's, it's all right. I just, I just dropped the glass. And I, I, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in and check it out. All right. She uh, has one hand on the counter uh, and then the other hand on her, on the, her temple. Uh, and she's got her eyes closed when you come in there. Meemaw, are you sure you're okay? Mm, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine, sweetie. I'm fine. I just, I've got this terrible headache. It's just, uh, it's kind of sent me a little bit for a loop, but I'm fine. But you, I tell you what, let me help you down and I'll go get Paul. No, 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 you don't need to get Paul. He's, he's fine. I'm fine. It's just, it's just a little headache. It's no problem. Just... I let's let's get this if you'll clean up the glass i'll get another one and we'll just we'll, we'll start another glass here for you it's fine you, I'm okay you go outside i'll, I'll take care of this right i can get the glass it's fine you okay. you you okay. clean up the broken glass i'll get the new one i'll pour it for you it's all fine okay wait, 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 wait. all right that was me sleeping up the glass <laughs> All right, and then your uh, conditions would be healed after this little interaction here. She makes you feel a little bit better. So, okay. um, Me, all right. Meemaw, one last question. Yeah. Yes. Hey, do you have some of that big league chew that I around here that oh, I chew at ball games? Check in the junk drawer. Yeah, that's where I always keep it. Oh, all right. So I'm switching out my lucky item for big league chew right now. All right. Look out for all of those rubber bands in there it's it's <laughs> underneath all of those rubber bands and the and the thimbles <laughs> all right ladies um you guys are there sorting through uh all the the goodies that you found so what do you, what do you want to do there well i guess we had to go in my room because dad's home and he'll see us going up in the attic <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, it, the attic space is probably in the hallway where you got to pull that, um, uh, pull it down, you know, where it's like spring loaded, you know, from the ceiling. Yeah. If you're, if you're quiet enough, you might be able to, to get it up there, but uh, that would certainly be kind of a, a stealthy kind of role. So that would be a, a body sneak if you wanted to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Because let's roll some more. Why not? Oh, there you go. Two successes. All right. You, you know that there's a certain spot in this thing that once you get it down to a certain point, it goes bang and <laughs> always makes that noise. But you have figured out a way to bring it down slowly. And you know, right where you feel the tension, as soon as you feel that tension, if you go really fast with it, it bypasses that little spring. Uh, that's that's, that's where she hides her reefer right <laughs> and it doesn't make the sound so you can pull it down 
uh, and then you guys can can sneak up there without much of a problem, and then pull it back up uh, and uh, and okay. be alone for a while up there. Awesome. Well, let's do that. So I climb up and I reach down and she hands me the box and then she climbs up the ladder. Okay. Pull it up. You have to be very quiet because the floor creaks up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um i'm gonna i guess take the box with the eggs kind of over to the far side of the attic where there's there's tons of boxes stuff of my mom's um probably grandparent things christmas decorations whatnot junk but there's a window there's like a small window and uh probably i guess heating duct coming through and that's probably the warmer spot so i think i'm gonna take the eggs over there get an old blanket make a little nest put them in there what the hell are we gonna do with dinosaurs in my attic what are we doing, what are we doing Jenna? sounds like a shell silverstein book <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs in the attic, dinosaurs in the attic. <laughs> with a horror ending mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is perfect. They're gonna love it. They'll be fine here. How long do you think we have? Oh my gosh. Jack was so annoying. Can you believe it? I am so pissed off at him. He was being such a jerk. Wouldn't even trust me with the keys to the clunker and I was just gonna move it closer so that we could get away quickly because I knew we'd, they'd be after us. I know, and then he's like, Billy Joe would take my side, and Billy Joe would totally not take his side. He would totally not take his side. I agree. Anyway, so what are we going to do with these? <laughs> this is good. Okay. More importantly. Uh -oh. I have to figure out what... You, you froze there first. <laughs> you <time>. froze. <laughs> More importantly. You were... You were... <laughs> Yes? That was the result of the, the evil look I was giving you, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More importantly, I've got to research how to raise dinosaur eggs. <laughs> I think I didn't find something in the library, but... You know what? What if we find something in this paperwork we stole? We should go through that. Wait, spread it all out everywhere. Okay, and then so... We're gonna have to go downstairs and eat dinner with my dad. Mm -hmm. oh, uncomfortable. So you're gonna want to roll a mind comprehend. Who, Christy um, or me? Probably Christy. Now you can say that you're going to assist, and I gotta remember how to do that. There's there's a way to help. Um, you put your fingers to your temples and be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. One kid can help another uh, overcome trouble uh, if it seems plausible in the situation. Just describe what you do, and your friend gets one extra die to roll. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have to roll for you, aren't I? Well, I've got five six-sided dice. Okay. So you will need to roll um, five, six, seven, eight. Eight dice altogether. You can roll for me, then. Okay. Oh, plus one. I forgot to roll the bonus dice. 
Uh, but you got two successes uh, anyway. So let me just see if I can just roll a single die here. I'm going to end up rolling two, but I'm gonna, only going to count the first one I see. Here we go. Uh, so that would be uh, five. So two successes. Um, and with that, you got an extra bonus there. So that would mean you get additional information and a plus one bonus die to roll when you use that information. Uh, so we have to kind of remember that you've got a plus one if you decide to, to use the information that you get. Um, now, I will say all of this information that you guys have, uh, you probably have about four boxes in total uh, of information that you all just were cramming in there. Anything that looked important, you were just jamming it in, the, in these, these boxes just to get it out of there and, and get it in the truck and, and get away with it. So it's going to take uh, probably about two hours just to sort through uh, all of this stuff. Um, and based off of what you've got, Gemma, you can tell that you're probably going to have to do a little bit of research outside of just the paperwork that you have here to kind of make sense of some of it. Uh, but just to give you a couple of little things... Uh, you do uh, get the name of the individual that was there. And I can't remember if you guys got that yet or not. Did, did you ever figure out what his name was last time? I don't know if the guy right before he died was telling us. I don't know if he uh, and then didn't tell us. or I, He, he I like, know, did not tell you. I just didn't know. I couldn't remember if you found something in his uh, cabin or not. Yeah, there was a a diploma, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, I was thinking that there was something there. Um, okay, let me, I think I got this over here. So, yes, he was a graduate of Purdue University. Arthur Pemberton uh, was his name. Uh, and he was a uh, an employee of the Evansville Museum. And uh, was fired several years ago uh, for what seems to seems to be inappropriate behavior. Uh, but reading the notes that that you've been able to kind of cobble together, it sounds like uh, um, he was spouting off uh, and kind of bragging about himself a little bit and that he felt like that he was being uh, terminated uh, wrongfully uh, but eventually it was discovered that he was actually taking some of the fossil samples uh, home with him and that's ultimately what he was terminated for um what else? Um, he 
was also tapping into the power of the loop directly, uh, utilizing uh, some equipment that he had stolen from uh, Dart and Sigiko uh, and had buried a line um, along that trail, reaching out to uh, those uh, transmission towers that you guys had walked underneath there off of Mill Road. Um, and that's how he was powering uh, the source that he was using to to do the uh, experiments that he was working on in the barn. Um, but like I said, a lot of this stuff you might be able to expand upon if you're able to, to visit the library uh, within the next couple of days. Um, so you might be able to get a little bit more information there. This is important information that we have to have for like the world. I mean, nobody has figured out how to make dinosaurs, but this guy did, and it's all right here. So we have to get this to the library so the archivist can protect it and save the information for future generations. So that's my plan. I think you're right. And I can't keep dinosaurs in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not forever, but maybe for a couple nights, right? Let's hope so. Maybe I can look that up too. Maybe you should. <laughs> Girls, I've got dinner ready. Shit. Listen, you don't have to stay if you don't want to. Well, what's wrong? Maybe I don't know. Like, he seems fine. Like, he can probably make it dinner right he's okay my mom and dad generally cook together so he's not too bad at it but mom was better at it but really you don't have to stay it's just gonna be weird anyway why what's so weird it's we just don't get along he just i don't know ever since mom died he's just weird But you don't have to stay, really. Were you close to your mom? Of course. But I don't want to talk about that. Can we just, are you going to stay for dinner or are you, are you leaving? I don't know, whatever you want. Fine. All right. We better get down there though, because he's going to get, we don't want him coming up here. Here. <laughs> I forget the noise you made. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you guys end up coming back downstairs uh, and coming into the, the dining room and he's got uh, hamburgers kind of set up uh, and fries. Uh, looks like he uh, stuck some fries in the oven. He didn't do the deep fryer because he doesn't know how to use that. Uh, but he stuck some fries in the oven and, and made a pretty nice little spread with uh, enough hamburgers for the three of you. You know, uh, you can have two uh, if you like. He, he fixed two for each of you. Uh, and he says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought a friend home with you. It's, it's nice to see you socializing. Um, 
Uh, were you just up in the attic? Oh, we were. I, we were just putting up some of these boxes from school. All right. Well, be careful up there. There's a bunch of uh, rusty nails that are just sticking out all over the place. I don't want you cutting yourself. It's fine, Dad. All right. All right. So, uh, well, uh, Gemma, right? Uh, well, welcome. Uh, just help yourself. I've just laid everything out here for you. We'll uh, we'll just grab a bite to eat. I'm gonna keep the TV on if that's all right. Um, and he sits down, starts to dress his uh, burger, uh, and the evening news is on. Uh, and Jack at Mima's as you're uh, cleaning up the glass, uh, the news uh, clicks on uh, in the living room. You overhear uh, a report. A fire... <laughs> a fire broke out in the woods across from Engelbrecht Orchards earlier this morning. The fire started in an abandoned barn and spread to the nearby cabin. Neighbors from the area called in the uh, called in the incident, and fortunately, firefighters arrived in time to prevent the forest from catching a blaze. The body of an unidentified male was discovered at the scene. The cause of this fire has yet to be determined. Um, Jack, do me a favor and roll a, uh, a mind comprehend for me. Oh, no. Okay. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> me no comprehend. So, uh, other than you going, oh, shit. <laughs> that's about all you get ladies yep. if you if you want to roll a mind comprehend you can um it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you though to to get what i was hoping maybe that he might get okay that's mind comprehend yeah. <clears throat> here's a six and mind comprehend for gemma uh, that's a total of eight there for you as well. Go ahead and roll that for you. And you got three successes. Okay, so with the three successes for you, you guys argued about this quite a bit. You remember the layout. You, you've got almost like a photographic memory of, of how this was all set out. Now, this was in a clearing. Okay, in the middle of the woods, but in this area here, it was pretty open, uh, at least to the sky. You know, you had a really good clear view of the sky. And it was far enough away from the woods that if the barn caught on fire, it wasn't gonna light the woods on fire. So that in and of itself doesn't quite ring right to you. And the position of the cabin in relation to the barn it would have been way more likely for the woods to catch on fire than it would have the cabin to have caught on fire unless the boys themselves specifically burned the the cabin which you don't know for a fact And right around about that time, uh, the phone rings at, uh, at Shay's house. Uh, and dad uh, 
gets up, goes to the uh, the phone that's by the back door, hanging on the wall, uh, and grabs it and uh, answers. And he says, "Hello." There's a little bit of a pause. Um, okay, yeah, uh, just a moment, uh, girls. I don't want to bother you. I'm going to take this outside. It's it's work. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and take this out here. And he opens the screen door uh, and closes the door behind him. Takes the long cable. Really. Yeah, right. Yeah, the really long <laughs> cable out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shay, yeah, give me a uh, mind empathize, and I'm gonna give you an extra die on that one. Okay, do I where do I add that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll give you an option to do a extra die, I think. Okay. That. Oh shit! God damn it! I just closed Foundry. <laughs> no. Uh oh. Uh oh. I got twelve successes. Ooh, twelve? What? Because <laughs> no. you closed it. Uh, it's just dumb. I just clicked the wrong little box. Uh, were you able to roll before I did that or no? Yeah, I got one. Okay. All right, that's fine. So dad um, very rarely stammers. He's a professor uh, and he's used to talking in public. And even at home, he still oftentimes sounds, you know, like he's teaching a class. Um, but there was just a little bit of a shakiness and a stammer uh, to his voice that kind of gets your dander up just a little bit. You kind of feel like he wasn't maybe telling you the the truth just now. Okay. <clears throat> Gemma, come here. And no, no, I'm gonna we're gonna sneak back to um, the back office where there's another phone. Okay. What are we doing? Come on, quiet, hurry up. Okay, okay. I'm dragging her down the hallway to the back office. Got my two hamburgers. Close the door. <laughs> I go over to the phone and very gently pick up the phone because you know how hard it is to pick up phones like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you got to just really careful. Right <laughs> in the middle where you have to pick it up really good. <laughs> um, okay. Body sneak again. Okay. How did it go? It didn't show up on the thing. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I think you, you, you got to reload. Oh, crap. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Let me try it again. Pause the video. I got to sign in again. Hey, your dad's got a really neat swivel chair. <laughs> <laughs> one of those clacker things. <laughs> Mm. Oh. Stop talking everything. You gotta be very quiet. Come on. Okay, body sneak. 
Oh. Still didn't show up on the thing. And didn't show up on yours? Oh, there it is. Okay. Took okay. a minute. All right. A weird question tonight. And Andy, you're going to want to reload yours as well. Uh, so that was a failure. Do you. How can I reroll? I've got to reroll that if I can. Yeah, you can. Do you have anything left after? Well, yeah. Um... Do I have anything left? You were upset, scared, and exhausted. <laughs> uh, so injured is about the only other thing. <laughs> so uh, maybe you can jam your your thumb <laughs> while while you're trying to do this. Stub my toe as I reach for the phone really hard <laughs> on the desk. Or or I could just get in trouble. Whatever. <laughs> it's up to you. I don't want to get in trouble. It's terrifying. Uh, and you still had some luck rolls, I think, right? I don't think so. I don't. No, remember. did you burn through all those two? I, I honestly don't remember. Mm -hmm. Since it's a new episode, does the luck? Refresh? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The so luck there you says? go. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna do that. And do I just click on the re-roll? Uh, well, hold on. I think the luck. I, I I'm getting confused here. Give me one second. Get what luck actually does. One of them just gives you an automatic success. So, I don't remember. No, it's, uh, you can spend a luck point after a failed dice roll, unless you re roll failed dice. <clears throat> so, do I click on the re roll in yep. the chat box or yep. do I click on the okay mm -hmm. uh, point re-roll big money no winning there you go. okay so you got one success okay. all right so you're able to just lift it up just enough and bring it up to your ear and you hear now the voices on the phone you definitely hear your dad uh and he says you catch him kind of mid mid sentence and but he says someone and the other voice on the phone is a deep voice. Uh, it's one that you've not heard before. You've met, you know, some of the other professors and some of the folks that uh, that your dad works with at the University of Evansville. Uh, but it's definitely not a voice you recognize, and it seems to be somewhat of a um, commanding voice. Okay, and deep. I understand. Your daughter is uh, is with you, yes? Yes, indeed. Well, we're just wanting to check in on you. Right, once a month, you said. That's correct. Are you healthy, Professor? Any aches and pains? No, uh, no more than usual. Are you feeling particularly tired? I wouldn't say so, no. Shortness of breath or wheezing? No, sir. Excellent. Is your daughter doing well? As well as can be expected under the circumstances, I'd say. Completing her schoolwork? Mm, not so much, no. 
Are you still having difficulty with uh, truancy? Yes, I'm afraid that's still an issue, but uh, we're we're working on it. You're going to need to get right on that, uh, Mr. Edwards. I'm aware. I'm doing my best. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead, Professor. How much longer is this going to be going on? Hard to say. This is really not being fair to me and my daughter. I don't appreciate being put into this position, especially when there is no end in sight. Patience is all we are asking for, Professor. It will all be over soon. Not soon enough. Very well. Your concerns are noted. Have a good evening, Mr. Edwards. And then line goes dead. On very quickly. Shit. And are you going back to the kitchen? Start <laughs> across the hall to to my bedroom, and then okay. pretend like we're coming out of my bedroom, and okay. I'm dragging Gemma along. Okay. <laughs> They're cheeseburgers. It's like she's got her cheeseburgers, you know. <laughs> All right, so you guys are coming out of your bedroom then, as your dad is coming back into the house. Uh, he walks over to the phone, hangs it up. Uh, and is heading back to the uh, uh, the kitchen table. <clears throat> oh, that was cool, Shay. Thanks for showing me your bedroom. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Edwards. This is a delicious hamburger. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, and he just... I'm sorry, go ahead. Did Jemmy hear the phone, the conversation? It depends. Did I mean, it? did did you kind of kick it to where both of you guys could hear? I mean, that's kind of what I was picturing in my mind. That's is that right. you both had your ear up to it. <laughs> that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. It just okay. sounded like nothing to me. Like somebody's checking in, seeing how things are done. I don't know. We didn't have time to debrief, but it, it, Shay looks like it was weird. I'm nervous. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to cut back over to Jack real quick. Um, Meemaw pours the, the glass of milk for you, has given it to you. You guys heard that um, news report. Uh, and uh, is there anything after you finish up with your uh, milk and brownies that uh, that you want to do at this point? Conditions are all fully. Yeah, those are healed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just, you know, I'll just ask. So, Mimadi, is there anything you need before I go back to see if Paul needs something? Well, I tell you, if you wouldn't mind feeding Clyde on your way out, that's her uh, poodle. I. Uh, I, I didn't get his food out, uh, and I'm still a little lightheaded from my from my spell. Okay, well, I'll do that so that you can watch the episode of Love Boat coming up. Oh, you know how I love uh, Captain Stubing. <laughs> That's right. That Don't little forget. bald head of his just reminds <laughs> me of your grandpa. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I will. Uh, I, I, I will. I will. I will feed. I'll feed the dog. 
All right. Well, you be good, and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you at church tomorrow. Uh, oh, absolutely, Mima. I'll be. I'll be down to get you. Okay. All right. I love you, Mima. All right. I love you too. You sleep good tonight. Okay. I feed the right. dog. Okay. Which that dog hates me, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> 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 Kind of hoping you'd say donkey or you know <laughs> pig or no a poodle <laughs> okay and right. i make my way back to the house okay anything that you want to do there at the house while when you get back uh sneak in and try to avoid billy okay <laughs> billy's actually still out uh working on the tractor uh, okay. Apparently, it was a pretty major issue that he had to take care of with your dad. So they're both outside, still, still working. Um, no, I think. I mean, other than uh, I can't think of anything offhand without involving others. Mm -hmm. But it's getting too late. Nobody's going to allow us to go anywhere at this point. So. Okay. All right. Uh, what? jump back to the girls here real quick then so uh dinner's finished up uh, and uh, dad kind of retires back to the living room uh and he asks before he goes in there he says is, is jimmy going to be staying with us tonight i look at Gemma. i look at shay <laughs> <laughs> is that all right if she stays tonight if she wants if she can get her mom to say yes uh, yeah that's fine that's fine i don't have a problem with that that's that's great we'd love to have you yes. okay, let's call <laughs> your mom hey dad um after i do the dishes uh, i think we're gonna go take a walk around the block um okay yeah that, that's fine drag Gemma with me <laughs> okay. hey. let's go out the back door out to the back alley. Okay. Around the block. <laughs> there anything you want to do while you're out there, or do we want to fast forward to uh, to later? Well, I don't know. If she has any questions for me about that weird That's thing, where she didn't think it was weird. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been at your house before, and it's kind of amazing. Like. <laughs> And then there's this, like these hamburgers are really delicious and that's exciting. It's like, I don't know. It was really neat that your dad made us dinner. That was cool. But what was uh, that phone call all about? I don't know. It's just, the whole thing is so weird. I don't know. It's, it's stupid. I just feel like there's something not right about what is going on and what happened to my mom. And I think my dad knows more. And this con that, that phone call sounded super sketch. So I don't know. Something's going on. And they're keeping tabs on me or something. And that's super freaky. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't I don't like that one bit. What do you what do you mean about your mom? she died and she got really sick and and i swear there was something something about my dad had 
he had something to do with it. It's just a feeling I get. <clears throat> yeah, he seemed... He seemed on the phone call like he knew who that guy was. Like he wasn't surprised. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know where else to go. Where? How close are we to the library? Are we pre we're pretty far away from the library, aren't we? Um, I don't know that we necessarily determined exactly where you live. I think we live near in those fancy neighborhoods over near U of E. Oh, by U of E. Okay, right, right, right. All right. So yeah, that's a little bit of a ways. Uh, it's not within great walking distance, you know, especially at that time of night. Right. I mean, you could go to the U. You could go to the U of E library. Yeah, but she has special connection to Willard, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well Oh, we lost oh, you. I, I, we lost you there, uh, Christy. Oh, yikes. I said that's, yeah, Willard is where I have a position of responsibility. Yeah. Um, but all libraries are really cool, and I don't mind stopping in anywhere, but I'm just kind of walking with Shay and hearing what, what she has to say. And, like... I think that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be a good listener because I think she reminds me of my sister. And when my sister got upset, she ran away. And I don't want that to happen to Shay. So I'm trying to um, try to make her feel a little bit better. And maybe like say, yeah, I agree. Like, that's really strange. I think you're right. And like validate what she's feeling. You're such a good friend, Christy. I mean, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, but I'm a, at some point I will have to figure out how to get those documents to my library where I have my connections. So either in the morning, I'll have to call my mom and ask her to pick me up. Um, well, should we should we take him to the the guy guy? What's his name? I forget his name already. Who, who are we talking about? Partner. The guy's partner. Didn't he have a partner? Am I, am I in a different story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, the guy didn't have a partner. He was a loner. Oh, he got kicked. We have to get in contact with. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you're in a different story. Are you <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I thought he had someone that we could connect with. Nope. Nope. God damn it. What? Okay. I'm sorry, you can cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> or else your dad on the way to work, and like maybe he can drop me off, or my mom can pick me up, or something, or maybe the the clunker guys will like. I don't want to. I don't trust them. So. <laughs> no, I'm pissed about that. I'll help you get him there somehow. Yeah. We can take him on the bus. Yeah, and we can, yeah, we can get you there in the morning. Uh, you know, her dad, if you ask her dad, he'll he'll be happy to take you uh, and drop you off. And we've got our bus cards too. It'll be fine. Um, so and just for the record, 
Remember that Corey was involved in that too. <laughs> well, he's not here, so. <laughs> I love you, Andy. <laughs> so I hate Jack. <laughs> the girls stay together at Shay's place. Uh, next morning comes, uh, and uh, the church bells are ringing. So Jack has got to go uh, round up uh, Meemaw. Uh, and get her to church on time. Uh, you go to Meemaw's and knock on the front door and she doesn't answer. Um, you've got a key, so you pop it open, go inside and uh, you actually find Meemaw uh, sprawled out on the floor uh, in the kitchen. Oh my God, Meemaw, Meemaw. I go oh. over, kind of rustle over. Oh, oh, sweetie. Oh, I fell, I'm so sorry. You, uh, stay, stay right here. Don't move. I, I'll be right back with with Paul and uh, Billy. We'll, we'll we'll get you to the hospital. Just stay right here. Okay, okay. And I take off running. All right. So you go off running. Grab Paul. Grab Billy Joe. Yep. Uh, and you guys uh, are sitting there with her. Uh, he has Billy Joe call the uh, the ambulance, uh, and and Paul comes out there with you. Uh, and he sits with her and she's wanting to get up and he says, no, no, don't get up. Don't get up. You, we don't know if you hurt yourself, you know, just stay right there. We got somebody coming out. I just feel silly. I should, I, sh I should, shouldn't have fall, fell. I don't know what happened. I just lost my balance. Uh, he said, you've been having these headaches for a couple of days now. Just calm down. Let's just get, get somebody here. We'll get you to the hospital and just see what's going on. We need to get you checked out. Oh, no, you, you stay. You stay with us here, Meemaw. We got oh, you. Oh, you just stop. I'm. I'm fine. I just fell down. That's all. Oh heavens! Now, if I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, Jack, I want you taking care of Clyde. If if I'm going to be leaving, you got to take care of my dog. Okay. But I'm going to be fine. Just don't don't worry about me. But just just take take care of old Clyde. He's, he 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 needs somebody to look in after him. He needs to be fed twice a day and taken out three times now. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. All right, so um, about 15 minutes pass, and you hear the uh, the ambulance pull up outside. They they come in. It looks like uh, Meemaw's physically okay. She didn't hurt anything. She's got a, a little bruise uh, kind of uh, on the side of her head. It looks like maybe she might have uh, hit the countertop maybe on the way down. Uh, but doesn't look like she's got any broken bones, um, but they're going to take her in uh, for observation, probably keep her there for about two or three days, maybe, uh, so they can kind of maybe get down to the source of the dizzy spells and the uh, and the headaches. Okay. Um, Gemma, uh, Shay's dad, uh, ends up dropping you off at, uh, at Willard. Uh, now it's a Sunday, but uh, you know that your uh, your friend um, Jim uh, Jim Snyder uh, usually is is there on Sundays. He's he's not a churchgoer, so he kind of comes in on Sunday mornings to kind of do some paperwork. And every once in a while, you'll come in and sort through books uh, and kind of keep him company. So uh, you expect him to be there today anyway. Uh, and you come in and, and uh, Jim uh, pops out of his office and he says, oh, 
<laughs> Jenna, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, great. Thanks. How are you? Oh. Oh, doing just fine. Just uh, coming in, doing the uh, the weekly paperwork here. Just a little bit behind. It's been a little busy this week, so uh, I'll probably be here for a while. You planning on being here for a little bit, or? Yeah, I think so. And I kick um, like I've set the boxes down, and I kind of push them with my foot behind the stacks um, as I as I'm talking to him, um, and I and I ask like, so. Yeah, I have a research project that I'm working on that has to do with um, incubating dinosaurs. Like, where where would that be? What's the? You know, I mean, I know the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> you know me. Incubating but, dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the wrong word. Uh, but yeah, I just sort of want to learn about how how dinosaurs are born, you know, normal stuff. Well, I'd probably check the biology uh, section. Uh, there's a little uh, section there in paleontology, you know, uh, you might be able to find something there. Okay. There is a boy dinosaur and a girl dinosaur. <laughs> they liked each other a lot. <laughs> Unless there's just female dinosaurs and life finds a way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hasn't happened. out so i guess i will i i definitely plan to look into that because i know we have mm -hmm. a limited amount of time mm -hmm. um, so yeah i just kind of want to hide that box of stuff because i don't have an explanation for how i came by it mm -hmm. so i'm thinking at some point maybe just within 15 minutes or so i'll discover this box and then come back to Jim and say, hey, this was in a corner um, on the third floor that I ran into looking for the, the dinosaur, you know, genealogy section. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know where it goes, but it looks really important. What do you think, Jim? Oh, well, I wonder if somebody brought that in and just uh, and left it behind. Well, if you want to leave it with me, I'll I'll kind of poke through it and see if I can figure out who it belongs to. Okay, I mean it looks really important. What happens to documents that are like of of um, scientific importance? Well, we can always get them, you know, to uh, one of the universities here in town, uh, uh, or you know, perhaps to the museum, if it's something, you know, of, of that type. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just looks like a bunch of personal belongings to me. It's very well filed though. I mean, it looks like it's in good order. So I'm sure somebody would want to get that back. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds good. Um, and did you want to, in in the time in between there uh did you want to try to kind of get more information out of that uh, now that you've got it here yeah yeah and i think i rolled a few extra successes previously and i didn't yeah. ask yeah. any proper questions or anything okay like 
so based off of what you guys had gone through the night before and then getting it here and kind of doing a little bit of cross-referencing with some of the newspaper articles and maybe checking the microfiche and doing all of that sort of stuff with the role that you got already um you've already determined that the good-looking hermit <laughs> in the woods was a former employee of the Evansville Museum of Arts and Science, Sciences back in the 70s uh, when the museum latched onto the paleontology boom and reached out to this local native and graduate of Purdue University, Arthur Artie Pemberton, uh, to come on board as a specialist. Uh, Pemberton was a master of paleontology and biology and Artie had worked hard on acquiring as many bones and prehistoric relics that he could get his hands on. Artie was fired for taking samples of some of the fossils home with him. He would also rant and rave to anyone that he could corner that the technology for bringing the dinosaurs back was just around the corner and that he would be the first to make it happen. This was ultimately what set off the red flags that got him fired uh, in the end. Now, Artie's father, uh, Alistair, was one of the original orchardists for Engelbrecht's, and it was his house that you all discovered off in the woods just east of the orchard. And one of the things about Willard Library uh, is they have a, a valuable resource of genealogy uh, and so you probably touched on the, the genealogy database uh, that they have there. It's all paperwork at this point because it's not all computerized like it is today. Uh, but they still really have a very extensive uh, uh, history of folks that lived in the area. Um, looking at some newspaper articles, uh, it sounds like that Artie and his father uh, were estranged up until his dad's death. But the house that he lived in uh, was still standing when Artie fell on hard times. Artie lost his home downtown in the late 70s after he lost his job and retired to his father's old home where he began to conduct experiments in private. And this is what you've been able to glean from his personal journals. Uh, and he was intent on showing the world that dinosaurs could live once again. Artie obviously succeeded in his experiments, but uh, he, as we noted already, was tapping into the loop's power source through the uh, stretch of power lines that extend from the main reactor towards the west side of Evansville. Uh, and he was using found items from DARPA, Sigico, and machines of his own creation in combination with the DNA from the bone marrow of dinosaur fossils that he has accrued over the years to grow the two velociraptors. Um, and it goes into, his paperwork goes into some scientific equations uh, that are a little bit above and beyond what you're able to really comprehend. Uh, but it really does look like he did the research to really figure out how to duplicate um, the DNA of uh, the dinosaurs into lizards and or turtles and, and other uh, uh, type reptiles in order to be able to grow a fetus uh, and then kind of create 
uh, within the incubator like an egg type uh, substance for it to be able to uh, to gestate and and come to fruition um, once they had hatched and again this is through his journals he had been working on training them uh, but according to his notes they were getting more unruly as they matured uh, he had a clicker device that he controlled them with uh, and most of the time they were pretty good about listening and obeying but every once in a while they would venture off into the woods on their own and sometimes into the neighborhoods to feast on the stray pets uh, and that was one thing that he was getting concerned about is that they were starting to venture off into areas that were populated um, and he, he was looking at the possibility of putting them down uh, because uh, of the potential danger uh, that was going to arise of them interacting with other animals number one and then humans number two and that whole area that you know around his house he had basically taken you know carcasses of animals that they had fed on and started hanging them about there to kind of keep people away uh just basically in order to kind of help protect the folks that were living in the area around there uh without causing too much suspicion it was just strange enough you know that uh, the local kids if they wandered back just far enough they'd be like oh this is creepy and then they got out of there and most of the adults just didn't believe the kids and thought that they were you know full of shit uh and making stuff up uh being out in the woods so it's basically what you're able to glean you know from the information now you've got an area probably downstairs uh, near the children's section that's like right under the stairs um, there that's kind of your little nook that you've kind of created for yourself that not a lot of people know about there's probably even like a, a black like sheet or curtain uh, that you kind of duck in behind and you've kind of got your own little space down there and it's really close to the janitor's closet uh, back there and that's where normally you'll hear voices uh, and murmurs uh, and while you have been going through uh, the information before uh, you started to speak with uh, uh, Mr. Snyder, Jim, that you heard that noise again, those, those whispered voices coming from the, uh, from the janitor's closet. Um, it's a jar. So I go into the janitor's closet. <laughs> and it's, uh, the thing about the janitor's closet down here, it's, it's a fairly small room. Um, but, uh, it's really just where the janitors kind of keep all the cleaning supplies and all that sort of stuff. And all those chemicals and everything just kind of mixed together and kind of create this kind of floral kind of scent in there that can be a little bit overpowering at times. And that's kind of why they keep the door ajar just a little bit, just to kind of let that out so it just doesn't, you know, potentially combust in there. Um, and you have always, 
there are big metal uh, shelving units that line this whole place and they're filled you know with uh, with different cleaning products and stuff uh, and it's behind one of these large shelving units there that that you hear the voices and there's a grate behind there you've discovered all of this uh, after working there for a year or so and you know that if you get right up on that grate you can hear the voices just a little bit more plainly but every time you listen they never are actually speaking in a tongue that you understand um and occasionally you might make out you know a single word that maybe sounds like it's english uh but they're very very few and far between uh and sometimes they're whispered voices sometimes they're full speech but they sound very distant um you're getting a big echo for sure uh here so trying to figure out where those voices are coming from from this little small right that's in the in the wall back there is almost impossible uh but you've mentioned before you know i think from what you and i had talked about you've mentioned before to some adults uh about the voices but uh, most of them write it off as as the ghost you know and uh and on occasion maybe you've brought somebody down and by the time they get down there the voices have stopped so yeah and i don't want to i don't want to shout for jim because maybe the voices whatever they are are gonna mm-hmm. stop or hear me or something like that mm-hmm. um yeah, I know the janitor's closet is not as sumptuous as the one at the Evansville Public Library downtown, but it's still a pretty nice janitor's closet. So, I know I've spent a few times, like, crawling onto the shelves and pressing my ear up against the grate, but it still sounds really distant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, I don't know what my choices are really, I mean, I would roll investigate to see if something comes to me, but I imagine I could either run quick to find Jim or try to go up or down, whatever direction I think I hear the the murmurs coming from. And uh, that's going to be really near impossible to tell, unfortunately, because it's just bouncing around what wherever this grate goes uh it's just bouncing around and it's it's just there <laughs> so you would actually physically have to get in there to find out and it's too small even for you to get in uh i mean it's really about the size of like an air conditioning like uh uh great diffuser yeah diffuser yeah right but you know what we probably have somewhere in the library a little bit of like a language lab where mm-hmm. people go to make recordings mm-hmm. and maybe we have a cassette player that I can find and a cassette tape. Sure. And try to press record and play at the same time with it pressed up against the, the grate. Mm-hmm. Maybe see if I can... At least it. record a section. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, do a... Uh, let's see here. Okay, do a mind comprehend again. Okay. 
You want me to roll that for you? What's your um, item? It's it's that uh, your iconic item is the blank book. Okay, that's probably not going to help in this case. You can put the blank book under the microphone to get it a little higher. <laughs> Step the reverb. <laughs> okay, so you got two successes there. Um, and so you're able to find the item that you need. And I think with the extra success, you just get back down in time to be able to record a snippet of, uh, of what they're talking about. Um, and it abruptly kind of comes to a, a pretty quick ending. Uh, it doesn't trail off. It just stops. Um, and so, but you did get a little snippet of about maybe four minutes worth of, of dialogue. Oh, that's great. That's cool. I have to think about whether I, like, do I trust Jim enough to share that with him? I think I do. He's he's probably heard you talk about it before, so yeah. Yeah, he, and he doesn't he doesn't treat me like I'm crazy. He just thinks it's something else. Mm -hmm. So I think I believe him. Like I believe in him. I believe mm -hmm. he, he would be okay to share it with. Okay. So I will go look for him. All right. So if we fast forward then to the point where you were talking to him about the box and so forth, we've kind of completed that bit of the conversation. So we're kind of Tarantinoing this just a little bit, <laughs> jumping forward and backward in time. Um, but then if you want to pick up then after uh, you guys have talked about the box and the, and the contents of the box, uh, then we can kind of just segue right into that if you want. Yeah, box is taken care of. I know I'll check back with him to find out. Mm -hmm. Where is it? Are they doing something? What did they find out about that later? But um, I want to I want to share the, the recording with him and see what he says. Okay. Hmm. Four minutes later. <laughs> he says, "Well." That's very interesting uh, because that's certainly a, a foreign language. Um, now I've done a little bit of studying on some Eastern European uh, language and if, if I had to guess, I mean it sounds almost like Russian maybe? And you said you got this out of that grate downstairs. Well, I mean, you've been working here with us for a little while. How much of the Willard Library history do you really know? I don't really know an awful lot about it. I just know that there's a gray lady, ghost, and no. the is pretty old. <laughs> it is. It is pretty old. 
But the library itself was built all the way back in uh, 1885. So it's been here uh, almost exactly 100 years at this point. Uh, and it was designed by an architect uh, of the day, a top architect uh, back in that time period named uh, James W. Reed was his name. And it's one of the most famous and recognizable buildings in Indiana. Uh, and I, uh, back in 1972, it was actually uh, put on the uh, National Registry of Historic Buildings. Uh, a lot of people think that Willard is the last name of the founder uh, of, the, of the library, but it's actually his first name. Willard Carpenter was his name. Uh, now, I don't know if that name sounds familiar to you, but back in his day, he was known as the pioneer of public charity. Uh, and he funded the building of the library on land that he personally owned. So this, all this land out here and, and a lot of the land in the surrounding area was owned by Mr. Carpenter. And what a lot of folks don't really know is that old man Willard was actually an agent of the Underground Railroad uh, before and during the Civil War. Um, rumor has it that Willard was so enthusiastic about his position as an abolitionist and with all the land that he owned, he ended up commissioning engineers to build a series of tunnels under the streets of Evansville to safely harbor and transport slaves to safety. Supposedly, these tunnels even go under the Ohio River. You mean the same Underground Railroad that Harriet Tubman was a conductor on? Uh, well, <laughs> it very well could be, yes. Um, now, who's to say that perhaps, maybe, old man Willard might have had a tunnel built underneath the structure here at the library, but that was well after the uh, the Civil War, but that's not to say that perhaps maybe that tunnel didn't exist beforehand, and maybe what it is that you're picking up, and it sounds to me like it's very one-sided, that recording that you, that you played there, it sounds like one voice to me, uh, but I may be wrong. So maybe you're picking up on something from one of the neighboring buildings uh, here in the area through maybe one of these tunnels that uh, that old man Willard might have built. Um, now, I think a lot of that speculation is maybe overblown myth, uh, you know, surrounding old man Willard. Uh, we do know for a fact that he did harbor uh, uh, slaves at his home, uh, the Carpenter home, which uh, is uh, the WNIN building uh, here in town, downtown. Uh, so uh, we know for a fact that is true. Um, but uh, I, it sounds to me like it's it's some sort of conversation or maybe someone's on the phone or something like that and you're picking it up uh, through you know, whatever tunnels that happen to be somehow connected in some way here to the building. That's interesting, though. 
<laughs> it's I, I'm glad you finally got it on tape. You've been talking about it for months now, and you and we finally actually now have some concrete evidence that you know what you're hearing is is definitely audible. Wow. What should I do with this tape? Well, if it were me, I'd try to get it translated. I, I think it's it's some Eastern European language for uh, for sure. Uh, maybe you know Bosnian, Czech, uh, something of that sort. Okay. Just have to figure out exactly what it is, and then see if there's anyone that could maybe translate it for you. Of course, you might be sorely disappointed and uh, it could be somebody making a, a pizza order <laughs> for somewhere over uh, overseas okay well that's really cool thank you for telling me the, the history of the library mr snyder and i'm sorry for recording over uh, the children's book sinbad the sailor <laughs> oh <laughs> well i'm sure we can probably find another one around here somewhere Well, if uh, if I find the owner of this uh, paperwork, I'll uh, I'll let you know, and then if not, we'll make sure it gets a good home. Okay, thanks. All righty. Um, by the way, that that Bosnia was not a country until after 1992. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that would. You, that would be Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah. All right. Th thanks for correcting me there. <laughs> did you just pull that off the top of your head, or did you look that up? <laughs> I had to confirm it. I, had, I okay. couldn't remember if it was Romania or Yugoslavia. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Part, uh, part of the part of the Soviet Union. Those commies. Yeah. Uh, Shay, what do you want yeah. to do this morning? <clears throat> kept them alone um does my phone did we have a uh, caller id back then i didn't think we did some phones no. did right not no. not visual um uh, yeah. okay. now I if i if i remember correctly the star like 69 if it was a touch touch tone you could do that okay. yeah yeah call waiting yeah yeah there's call waiting yeah, yeah. i wonder but... if in the office I could try that if it's, you know, it's not the rotary. Could mm -hmm. I say yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. we can say that, sure. Yeah. For our younger viewers, that was a dial that we would spin up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, um, yeah, you, you can start 69 now. I'm going to try that. Okay. Um, okay. So you do. Uh, and, and generally, when that happens, you've done it probably dozens of times so uh, you're probably the only one of the whole group that knows that you can even do that <laughs> <laughs> um you hit the star 69 and normally it will start spouting off eight one two five eight five, six seven five, five three oh nine <laughs> eight six seven five three oh nine um and this time you hit the star 69 and it immediately goes to a busy signal Oh. And then okay. you try it again, busy signal again. 
uh, and try as you might, you're not able to get it to go through. I think the first time you think, oh, well, uh, the operator is busy, <laughs> you know? Uh, but then after several more tries, you, know, you kind of get the sinking feeling that you're not going to get through to whatever number that happened to be. All right. And that, out of the dozens of times that you've done it, that's never happened. Okay. Got a bad feeling about this. <clears throat> um, Jack. Meemaw uh, is taken to the hospital uh, and you go there with her, sit there throughout, you know, some of her tests and so forth. And uh, the doctors don't speak directly to the kids, but they uh, talk to your dad and then he kind of comes out and kind of talks to you guys. And it turns out that uh, Meemaw is suffering from uh, anemia. Um, and that can certainly be the cause of uh, the um, dizzy spells and potentially the headaches as well uh, but they're going to keep her in for observation maybe run some more tests just to make sure uh, before they uh, would send her home so she's going to be there for a couple of days so in, in the meantime you know as, as she requested you know she would like for you to take care of old Clyde I'll take care of Clyde that angry old dog mm-hmm <laughs> Um, then before we wrap for the evening for the three of you, is there anything more that you guys would uh, would want to do uh, in the meantime? I mean, I, I don't know these dinosaur eggs exist, so I can't do anything there. And I mean, the girls, girls are often their thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really just until we come back together and compare notes. Yeah. Um, I guess Gemma is able to get some information as far as like going through paleontology books and so forth. It, it, that's actually ends up being a little fruitless for you. Uh, but in the biology section, uh, you look at uh, a book that basically kind of caters more towards uh, raising lizards uh, as a hobby. Okay. Uh, and your buddy, uh, Corey <laughs> is an expert on the, on the matter. Uh, but, oh, you're, uh, muted again. Yeah. Corey's checked it out a number of times already. Yeah. You, you can see that he's checked it out numerous times. <laughs> um, but that is certainly something that you can take home and kind of start working on trying to create something, uh, to, uh, uh to, help take care of the eggs while they're in, in your in actually in Shay's possession <laughs> um having said that i mean attic before you before we leave i want to go back up to the attic too so. yeah yeah that's fine and having said that i mean if you're going to do that you you will have to cobble something together or buy something uh yourself uh to get it up there so i don't know you don't have a whole lot as far as like um, tech tinker and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so you, you, you're maybe not the, the best person to potentially do that. Uh, Shay, also not a good idea there for her either. So the boys, a couple of the boys have some pretty, pretty good uh, tech tinker. <laughs> 
but I don't know if you want to get them involved or not. So. I mean, I will have to talk to Billy Joe when he gets back. He's going to side with us anyway. So. <laughs> That's a possibility, yeah. <laughs> Over his twin, I know. Um, but you wanted to go back up to the attic, correct? Yeah, I want to go. Well, no one's home. I want to go up there and have a look. <clears throat> I'm going to pick one of them up and kind of look at it and hold it up to the light. Oh. Okay. Come on, Chris. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that right now <laughs> not this late at night <laughs> um, and that's how we end it so you do hold it up to the light uh and you do see a silhouette uh on the inside there uh and it, and it uh, seems to be uh lizard shaped for cert for sure okay it looked like the mortal combat <laughs> awesome. Okay. Very gentle. I right. like that because you're in the attic. At, you're going up to the attic at the very same time I'm going down to the tunnels to see if I yeah. can find the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Great cinematography there. And I will say, uh, Gemma. By the time you leave, it was Sunday morning that you guys, uh, that you had gone down there. And it was, it's roughly around noon by the time that you uh, are leaving the building. Your mom's coming to pick you up uh, a little bit afternoon. She said she gets off at, at 12. She'll be there to pick you up. Uh, and you're out on the front uh, steps of the library. And off in the not so far distance, you see uh, some red balloons once again. Uh, they're much closer than where they were yesterday. And if, as you're thinking back on it, it was exactly 12 o'clock when you saw the balloons uh, the last time. This time it's considerably closer and certainly would have risen from somewhere in the downtown area. Now, you didn't see them come up off of the horizon, but your uh the lloyd expressway has just recently kind of been built so the overpass that is right next to willard library you see maybe about i don't know 50 yards up in in the air uh up above the downtown area you see the red balloons floating uh and there's about six of them uh in a bunch uh, and and we will leave it uh, at, at that for your little cliffhanger this time. All righty, mm -hmm. well, we'll call it for tonight. It's good spending time with y'all. Yep. And yep. we shall see you in two weeks. All right, we'll see you. All right. Good night, All guys. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.